When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove. I'm joined today by our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, back from Spain after spending a week with the Cast United and Rafa Benitez, uh, took in the, the game against the SK Moscow 1-1 draw. Lee, we'll start there. Um, did you, what was what, what was the main point you got out from the game? I suppose Miguel Miron was, was the main talking point. You got a bit of a, a bashing, shall we say, in one of the national press. Um, he got slayed but it's not kind of what you and Chris took from the game no I mean I I think I, I wrote the, the day after he signed that you know we couldn't expect too much too soon from a player who's coming from a completely different league you know a new country um, with a new bunch of teammates it was always going to be difficult for him um, but looking at his performance in context uh, against CSK Moscow I didn't think it was that bad you know he got on the ball quite a lot he made some good runs I was impressed with how much defensive work he'd done. There was a couple of runs in the box, uh, one of them where he was flagged offside. Um, you know, every player gets flagged offside. There was a, an incident where, you know, he was pretty much clean through and then their goalkeeper rushed out. A uh, very good goalkeeper for CSK. So, nothing, um, no calls for concern. I think another 45 minutes in the tank. And for me, um, I think he should probably start against Huddersfield I can't see any reason why not you'd think so and it would get the crowd going as well um, I mean, but Benitez has got it, it, it's a good time for Newcastle with everyone returning from injury I mean um, the centre mid pair and whoever it's going to be it's going to be an interesting team shoot on a, on Saturday oh absolutely I mean Longstaff you know should start on merit uh, it's, it's a case of who starts with him uh, Diame you know, got a you know good run out under his belt uh, over in Spain. Key was back as well. You know, I mean, both players had a good chances to score and wasted them, but just that little bit of sharpness that they're probably looking for. Um, and another day that they would have probably scored both them chances. So, for me, it'll be between um, you know, long for me, Longstaff to start, and then one out of Diarmé, Key, or Hayden. To, to get that place and I think Hayden would probably feel hard done by uh, to, to miss out so it's good to see competition for places really rather than the team picking itself and definitely and that's something that Benitez has, has wanted over the last few years you know one of the kind of buzzwords has been about competition and places you've had the likes of, of Yedlin who ironically hasn't got someone in his place for competition but I remember speaking to him and he said you know I'd love someone to come in and, and rival my place you've had Dummett I think say a similar um, things as well, and it's it's it, it's a good thing to hear from the players, and whether they might be seeing it for the for the for the paper or the cameras is another thing. But that team they've got up there, that squad's very genuine. We feel, and it, it's good to hear that they do want new arrivals, they do want competition for their places. Yeah, I think players are, you know, they, they will say certain things to the media. They'll say what they think is best, but deep down, I think selfishly. Um, like like anybody really, they'll want to do um, their utmost to keep the place in the team. Um, Yedlin, 
was extremely poor against Wolves, um, who's probably one of the star men against CSK Moscow. So I don't know whether he's had a a little warning from from Rafa that you know you have to step it up. But he was he looked solid. Put in an assist. He made some good bustling runs. I mean, going forward, I think yes, most Newcastle United fans going forward, no problems at all with Yedlin. He's probably one of the quickest players, if not the quickest player, in the squad. Uh, so Newcastle look to get him on the ball when when they counter. Uh, it's just the other bit, the defensive work, where sometimes he, he gets a little bit caught out, and that was a big worry against Wolves. A lot of um, you know possession came down that side of the pitch. And he wasn't on the top of his game in that one. Um, so this, that that was a big plus from the CSK Moscow game that he uh, put in an improved performance. He was in good spirits on the trip, uh, and hopefully he's he's ready for Huddersfield now. No, most certainly. I mean, and also at centre back as well. You know, we've talked about centre midfield, but it's centre back as well. Benitez, you know, he's got a problem which many managers, you know, in the top eight would love to have, and it's not just he's got fit defenders he's got centre-backs who are actually quite decent and you could see them walking into a side in the top here you know because Lascelles, Lejeune, uh, Cher, Fernandez, really strong centre-backs. Yeah I think Lascelles is starting to come into form now as well I had a really really good chat with him at the hotel about you know his life at the moment Uh, he's you know just become a father in the last six months Um, the difficulties in adjusting to that you know sleep pattern sometimes you know people don't always see the other side of a player so to get that insight from him uh, was very impressive I think he now feels that he's got that sorted out he's sort of domestic life uh, how things work he's not on edge you know in a pregnancy like players sometimes they don't know what's going to come especially the first time fathers and I think that that did play into his mind a little bit you know he had a couple of arguments at the start of the season with, with players that he wouldn't normally do uh, but now he seems to be nice and settled um, sat down spoke and said you know he hopes now he can have a really strong finish to the season and uh, he, he would you know when he's in form he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet most certainly um, but Paul Dummett is an interesting one as well because you imagine that Benitez will stick with the wing back kind of setup, so that would either mean Berecha or Matt Ritchie staying in that kind of role and then you've got Paul Dummett who is one of the most dependable players in the squad barely yeah. puts a foot wrong obviously he's, he had an injury which meant he went out the side um, he's probably the first to admit that he's not probably the strongest at wing back but if Benitez sticks to that you've suddenly got like I say one of the most dependable players on the bench and, and not getting into that first eleven. Yeah, I think what you've got what you've got to kind of look at is with this one is that there's two games um, in the next few days: Huddersfield, then Burnley. And from his point of view, uh, Dummett has only played forty five minutes. Uh, could he play ninety minutes against Huddersfield and ninety minutes against Burnley? Could be a big ask for a player who's been out for a long time. I think there'll be two different uh, two different lineups in these these two games. I think Richie will probably retain his place uh, at left wing back. He's done very well. I spoke to him as well over in Spain, and you know, if one player, to, if one player summed up the passion at Newcastle at the minute, it's him. I mean, we've seen him in the training session. He wants to win all the time. Wants to win in training. Has a comment to say about everything. Um, you know, in, encourages players. You know, that, that's what I noticed about him in training. Every time someone did something good, he would say it. If they did something bad, he'd let them know. 
uh, even in the hotel he was like wanting to play table tennis with with different players and just this type of player that's like just full of energy and Newcastle are going to need that in the last 12 games that is one thing I'm looking forward to seeing if Benitez puts Matt Ritchie back onto the right wing mm. playing in front of Yedlin because last season for me that was one of the best things about the Newcastle United side was the partnership between them two constant communication and it was just it worked really well and it's something we've not seen so far this season mainly because he's been up on the left and I think I think Newcastle in my opinion probably suffered a little bit because of that I mean um, so from my point of view I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that potentially come back yeah I mean where, wherever you put someone like Matt Ritchie on the pitch he, he's going to give you absolutely everything I mean you've seen him at the end of the Wolves game he was, he was absolutely devastated that Newcastle whatever the circumstances of the goal to, to let it slip in the last 10-20 seconds of the game he was devastated he was on his knees on the pitch he needed consoling and that's what it means to him and you know down the years Newcastle haven't had those players I mean I'm made a little nod to it in the piece I wrote about Richie and you know when they got relegated in 2009 and 2016 he had a dressing room full of players who didn't want to be here they saw relegation as an opportunity to jump out to another team step in stone elsewhere and you get the feeling here yeah, they're all battling for their lives because they want to be at Newcastle United they want to stay here and give their all and um, you know I, th- I think he's he's definitely one of them He's like a second captain in many ways isn't he you know very very vocal but it is, it's great to see the positivity around the camp. I mean, what was it like, you know, at the resort where you obviously you supported Dubravka as well, given yep. he's had a, a t- tough couple of weeks, obviously got a little bit better um, yesterday, which was Sunday and, you know, got the player of the year from the Football uh, Writers Award. Um, well, what was it like? What was the camp like? Um, at the team hotel was a good setup. We've been there uh, last year as well. Um as you would expect for a Premier League football team, you know, really nice facilities. Uh, but the openness of, you know, us going down there and, you know, there was no nobody chasing us away or anything like that. The, we, the press were very welcome. We were able to mix with the players, sit down, uh, have, have a coffee with the players, sp- speak to the manager, have a coffee with the manager. And, you know, I think I wrote a piece of day, you know, Rafa must have done close to four and a half to five hours media on the day. Uh, and not at any stage did he look bored or want to go. He just wanted to keep telling these football stories, and it's absolutely amazing. Have you noticed a, a difference in Benitez from, say, the first few weeks of January? Because there was one press conference um, that I mean you were coming quite which one it was. Um, well, it started he, at Liverpool, didn't it? That's when yeah. we started getting the one-word uh, answers. Uh, but he was using that to his advantage to get his message out that Newcastle needed players of course uh, Benitez on camera to Benitez off camera is a very uh, different person he'll say what he needs to say uh, on TV but you know when he's sat down in a more relaxed environment he'll give you that bit more which is what we get um, in terms of the newspapers uh, and websites so we get that that detail um, I don't think he's trying to deny the TV detail but he sees that as a way because you know how the TV works. Everyone knows Sky Sports will just be one single clip, 10, 15 seconds, and he knows that he's got each question is a little chance to pitch what he's got to say because uh, he knows it's only going to be used. But when you're sitting down and writing an article, 500 words plus, very different. He'll he'll explain everything and, and give you good guidance on, on exactly the point he's trying to make. Does he look happier, do you think, from what he was last month? Um, 
definitely happier because you've got two players through the door as ever you would probably preferred four or five players through the door but you can't always get what you want um, the Al Niron deal was one that I think pleased them in the end just it took Newcastle so long to do it. it took them a couple of months to get that one done but they got there in the end he feels the competition now is is starting to you know hot up and he wants a, he wants a problem every week to, to name his team um, and he's certainly got a few big decisions to make this weekend there's no doubt about it and just a word on Isaac Hayden I mean very brave early, early on in the season or even in the summer to say look I want to leave I want to go down south um, and obviously kind of fate's handing him his opportunity injuries suspensions what have you um, you know and he's, he's still openly honest about wanting to move he wants to go but he has stepped up to the plate and he's it's not we don't always see that in football is that if one if his mind is away and it's it's focused on leaving often the player will then you know half um i was gonna say well his performances won't be up to scratch shall we say um but you can't really say that about here and he's really stepped up and uh you would say also that's benefited sean longstaff as well well it has and that that is the you know as i've already touched on that is the bit that is probably the big decision of the the weekend is who plays in those two mid centre there's whole midfield slots I mean the, the, the debate will rage on but Hayden would probably feel hard done by if he wasn't in the starting 11 against Huddersfield uh, regardless of his circumstances he's probably done enough to keep a hold of his shirt uh, interestingly he was the one who went off first uh, at Wolves so whether that plays into it I don't know but Rafa will just love the fact that players are a little bit uncertain about the place which means that every training session every game they've got to go in really hard and we did see that in Spain there was some choice tackles put in in the practice game um, you know you certainly they don't go out to break each other's legs there's no doubt about that but they go out and they will put a challenge in that lets the manager know look I'm committed and I want my place and uh, Rafa just seems to have that competition exactly where he wants it with 12 games to go Definitely, that can only be a good thing. I suppose the other two talking points, Rafa's future and the dreaded word, which is takeover. Um, we'll start with Benitez's future. You talked about having a vision and that's what's going to maybe get him over the line to sign a new contract. Um, but I mean, that's nothing new, is it? Because we, we've known this for, for, for at least a year now or even longer that this is what he wants. He wants improvements to the training ground. He wants improvements to the academy. And he also wants to be funded in the transfer market to a level where he he thinks is is, is fit. I mean, it's a, it's a question we've asked many times on the podcast, but will Newcastle or will the hierarchy in Newcastle give Benitez what he wants? I don't think they'll give him exactly what he wants. They'll probably give him part of what he's asking for. So if it is a five-year contract, um, I think he would, be, he would be find it hard to sign if... If he's not going to see any improvements to the training ground within that half a decade, is he going to see the academy, you know, rejigged the way he wants it to be done? You know, at the minute, really, it's almost like two. And I know Sean Longstaff's coming and done well, um, but at the minute, it's like the academy is one institution and the first team is another. It's not really uh, a direct sort of conveyor belt of players going up there. Yes, they handpick ones to go up on certain days to train, but you know look at someone like Sorensen who'd done so well for the under-23s but then didn't get a look in in the first team because Rafa 
felt that certain things could have been done differently with him. He's gone to Blackpool. It'll be no surprise to Benitez that Sorensen hasn't done so well at Blackpool at the minute um, because he's still lacking certain bits and pieces that they feel he should have done. Um, so he wants to make changes in that part of it. If, he want, if it's a five-year project, he'll want to do the very best he can in that five years. And let's get one thing clear. It's not salary that he's kicking off about. It's nothing like that. He's... You know, he probably would do it for a very reasonable fee considering his experience. Uh, but it's up to Newcastle to really, you know, push the ball out and, and get him to, uh, you know, make it clear that, yes, he can change the academy. Yes, he can get the improvements he needs at the training ground. Not the worst training ground in the world. I know it gets a lot of stick uh, because that paddling pool picture, probably the worst thing that uh, Newcastle ever put out there. Um, but, you know, the, it isn't, is it up there with the top, five or six teams in the Bundesliga no is it up there with your Man City's and your Arsenal's and your Man United's no um, but uh, it's got scope to be improved and it's up to Newcastle to, to go out there and do it your opinion right now will Benitez sign a new contract with with what's on the table at the moment I think he would find it hard because he's not he's, the requests that he asked for he hasn't been given them so it would be, it, it's up to Newcastle to renegotiate what what they've offered him. A one-year contract's no good to him because that's not really a project, is it? It's like, can you keep us up for another year, Rafa? Of course he could do it, but why would you do it? Because you just basically tread more. Hmm. Be in the same position uh, next year. I suppose this is kind of interlinked with Mike Ashley and the future of Newcastle United. Uh, Amanda Stavely, we emerged over the weekends uh, talking about potentially buying a Premier League football club. Senior Castle is an interesting club still, but there's, there's a few clubs that are looking at. Um, PR stunt or something in it, do you think? Well, I think looking back at the whole saga um, with PCP Capital Partners, Mike Ashley was the one who actually shut, that, shut it down in the end and said it was a waste of his time. Um She's saying there's no problem between them, but if you ask, you know, people closer to the deal, closer to the sale of the or non-sale of the club, uh, they'll say that there's been no new talks. So yeah, maybe she isn't interested at, at the price similar to what they offered last time, uh, but it, they just couldn't get a deal done. So we're just exact. We're exactly where we were before we were with that. Before she'd done the interview, Newcastle haven't haven't moved. Are you expecting um, Mike Ashley to come out? There was there was hints and suggestions that he might come out sooner rather than later and say, you know, right, I'm here for X amount of time. Yeah, no one's come forward. You know, the the, the Pierre Kenyon deal hasn't gone off as as he'd hoped. Mm. Are you? Ex- I mean, that would be the, the the kind of the thing to do, wouldn't it? it would come out and, and let the fans know where the the sale of the club is, even though it probably won't be the news that the fans want. Well, that's probably why. There has been a delay uh, because is is it na- is now the right time for them to come out and say the club's no longer for sale? Um, you know, Mike Ashley coming out and saying I've tried but I couldn't get the deal over the line. That comes out now ahead of two crucial um, relegation battles. Then I think that would be very hard. Whether Mike Ashley will come out once Newcastle are closer at 34, 35 points and say and give detail on why the Kenyan deal fell through and all that sort of stuff 
that remains to be seen. But I think they are keen to get some kind of, you know, indication that, you know, that they, why, if they're going to be there, then they've got a plan. But at the minute, with Rafa not signing, it's hard to, to get that across. It is most certainly, and as ever, we'll bring you the latest on chroniclelive.co.uk. But for now, thank you very much for joining us. We will have our uh, preview for the Huddersfield game that will be going out later this week. And of course, all the live match coverage um, of that game on Saturday and a post-match podcast as well. Thank you very much. <laughs>